Yo, it's the LRC Podcast was a game, we be MVP Knowledge is power, lend an ear for the next hour And tell these other whack podcasts to hit the showers We the best, numero uno, we like the sumo Up against the straw weight, our content's great We talking sports, pop culture, the square circle and all You shanky on the mic, mixed with Jinder Mahal And we some Paul Heyman's had enough that you can say when Hello, hello, hello Living room, universe, the champs are back with the Heritage Cup of podcasting in hand when we're on i like to call it the highway to hell i don't care yeah i don't care if that's the official theme song we talked about it zero it's got a great theme steppenwolf born to be wild yeah gotta love it the hype is real SummerSlam is this weekend this saturday great card we got a lot to talk about before we get into SummerSlam, though we got a recap of course our favorite brand NXT. They had a big show this weekend as well, the Great American Bash, which I do not like it being so late in July. Ideally, should be around Independence Day. I think uh, previous the previous year I, or previous time I used it, I would say I, I think it was like around Fourth of July. Um, this time it got stretched out a little bit longer, but you know, as long as you keep in the kind of confines of July, I'm probably okay with it. I guess Great okay. American yeah, Bash. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. But yeah. The Great American Bash, you know, a lot of tributes to Dusty, of course. That was his baby. Uh, Cody did the opening segment, uh, voiceover type thing, which is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, you know, it delivered, for the most part, the show, I would say. It was a pretty solid show with some ups and downs. You know, um, it w- certainly wasn't a flawless show, but, I, you know, you don't expect a flawless show from the developmental brand, I guess. Yeah, and I think uh, last night's show was pretty interesting as well. So we'll recap NXT here in a minute. Then we'll get into a little SummerSlam primer for everybody. And then I also want to talk about, Len, if you've watched it, the big documentary that came out. Well, I said most certainly did watch it. Yeah, yeah the Ameri- I did my work there with uh, American Nightmare Becoming Cody Rhodes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I watched it on Peacock. Uh, highly recommend. Um, yeah. You know, I'm... I don't think either of us were the biggest Cody huh? guys. No, uh, no. But no. it was pretty interesting. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I liked a lot of the you know other parts people talking about. And they got some good guests on there that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Cardona on there. They had the Jacksons, the, you know, the Young Bucks a little bit. Not footage. really talking, but footage. footage yeah, yeah, which was cool. Um, you know, you could didn't get Cody to, to take a direct swipe at anybody, but he did make a mention that there was a personal issue that led to him mm-hmm. leaving. So I that wonder was who all that pretty was. good. Yeah, I wonder uh, who that was with. But you know, uh, any of these documentaries, I I watch a bunch of them all. Every, you know, I watch uh, Dark Side of the Ring every Tuesday. I watch all the. I like all these backstories. They're inter- it's interesting stuff. And uh, this was a good one too. Um, you know, you got to see a little bit about dashing Cody Rhodes, which mm-hmm. uh, you know, while I've watched every week, you know. There was times where I was more into it and less into it, and definitely that period of time I was less into wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But nonetheless, I, I do remember Dash and Cody Rhodes with his face mask, you know, fashioned after Rip Hamilton, and he gave Rip a shout out. So you know, Pistons for life. I liked all that. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. What do you think of it? Yeah, I mean, again, we're we're I respect, and we've talked about this before. I respect Cody for everything he he has done in his career, and I'm sure. You know, being the son of the American dream is not easy for many reasons. And right. he, he alluded to a lot of those in, in the show, you know, the the financial, you know, pitfalls that they had and 
but you know, mostly he was he was a great dad. It yeah. seemed like uh, at least to him, at least to him. But yeah, it, and I think it varied as far as to Dustin and the older kids. Okay. Maybe he wasn't necessarily. They're half brothers, right? Yeah. So yeah. Dustin and his sister were not like Dusty was not around for them really okay. much at all. Yeah. Then when he remarried Teal and Cody, he was very attentive and a really good dad. So it was kind okay. of. Kind yeah. of a two family thing, there, but, but still, like he said, when your dad is is on the Mount Rushmore, questionable claim, I think. Yeah. but he's up there for he's, sure. Yeah, I mean, he as he's probably maybe on the Mount Rushmore of one of the more influential people on the sure. business as a whole. Sure, uh, yeah. I would say that he he's he definitely has fingerprints on the business. Yeah. And the way it's come to be. Yeah, but, uh, you know, a big shadow, and he talked about that in some of his promos, a, a big shadow you're in, uh, uh, to live up to that and the expectations and your gimmick. And it was cool watching him go through all that. I wish they would have dug more into the, you know, the transition uh, to AEW and and back to WWE. But yeah. overall, worth a watch. Very worth a watch. Yeah, I wish you could get deeper into that. But you, you kind of knew there weren't going to – it wasn't going to because – they're still an active company. They don't want to talk to them about them any more than they really have to. Right. So you knew it was kind of be like that. I'll say this. What do you think, Mike? I think, you know, obviously the dream casts a big shadow. And like when you're the son of a, of a legend like that, you do have a lot of extra pressure on you. But at the same time, it also does open a lot of doors for oh, you. Clearly. So I think, you know, there's a balance there. Where yeah. Like, yeah. Is it harder on you? Sure it is. But also they're going to give you a every chance to succeed probably too so it's there's a little bit of give and take there i think as absolutely. Far as how hard it is absolutely i mean you saw it he he spoke at the the hall of fame ceremony and vince just basically said you got a job yeah he was on raw in like a couple of weeks I <laughs> yeah think. so but, and that's kind of how that's where cody kind of wears a little bit of thin on you uh you know thin on the audience for uh, for me yeah. in particular is that you just kind of get tired of hearing about all the tribulations yeah. what was me what was me like you're loaded man you've got a smoking hot wife you, you've done everything really in this business you could possibly do minus winning the you know the wwe world or story right finish, finish the story. story maybe he will maybe we'll get into that a little bit later nonetheless check it out yeah it's uh, definitely worth watching yeah sure. yeah uh so len uh what do you want to talk about let's talk about nxt how yeah, about it absolutely. let's go back a little bit to the great american bash uh we had uh a very uh interesting match with uh dragon lee who I can't stand his his entrance song. I just can't stand it. I can't stand it right away. Yeah. Very talented guy. The brother of Roosh. Yeah. Of AEW fame, of course. They're, they're really, they're really uh, into this guy. Uh, you know, they're hyping him up to be a pretty big deal. Cannot stand his entrance song. I, I just don't like it. Nathan Frazier, John Oliver, uh, uh, Jace, uh, with hard-hitting home truths. Um, I got to say, Len, I, I was not the biggest fan of him, but his in-ring work is very good, and I, I I do think he's got the look. I think this guy is going to be something on the main uh, roster someday. Those two and uh, Ulyssa Leong and uh, Valentina Feroz. Feroz. Yeah. Feroz. Okay. The uh, the the dancing tag team defeated, yeah. of course, one of our favorites, Metaphor. Yeah. Who would uh, end up getting a little bit back uh, on, a nice on the Tuesday show? Uh, yeah. Uh, pre-show match. Um, you know, a couple, they let my girl Lash Legend shine a couple times, yes. taking out some of the dudes and whatnot. Um, 
I will say uh, Leon, Leon and Feroz, they really, uh, they showed out in this match, honestly. Yeah. They were really impressive. I give them a lot of credit because they've come a long way, um, and they have a lot of, like, tandem ta- tandem moves, sort of like my girl Casey and Caden had that really got me into them. There's a lot of those tandem moves because, like, not a lot of teams are real teams anymore, so they are, like, a real team. Yeah. My one pet peeve, I, talked to you, I texted you about this last night, I don't know what it is, but it almost it's almost without fail. Every time they have a tag match on NXT Tuesday, they're almost always introduced to the ring, then the commercial, and when you come back, which you know is like five minutes, they're like do- dancing, and I don't like their dancing, and I don't no. know how else to I, explain it. Yeah. I just don't like it. it I looks don't either. Very weird, and they're like it looks really just odd to me and i know in my head they've probably been doing this for like four solid minutes because they're on a commercial and what are the people in the performance center thinking they're like probably like this maybe it's really good until they come back and wear it out i I can't put my finger on it either i have the same exact feeling i thought the same thing last night when i watched them something about it just (laughs) it's so odd me the wrong way it's very odd now honestly as a team they're they're improving yeah I, i don't i still don't know one from the other i'll be honest yeah, I'm not sure which one's which either, but I will say they said last night that one of them, and I can't remember which one they said, was uh, was a competitive power lifter, and uh, she, you know, uh, she threw had a couple throws in there that were really impressive, and so I, you know, I I don't know if I know which one's which necessarily, but what I do know is I think if I saw them like. I couldn't tell you right now, but I think if they were on screen right now, I could maybe take a guess at which one's which. But I, I don't want to do that, say any of this to take away from them because I actually, like I said, yeah. that they're improving yeah. greatly. Yep, yep. And if they keep up at this pace, um, you know, they, their team, you can see the main roster next year or something when draft time comes because you need women's tag teams. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we got to see them out there in action again this week. But the odd thing there is they come out on Tuesday, they face – Lopez and um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Vice, Lola, Lola Vice. Vice yeah. yeah, which I also like as a I'm tag curious. team. I'm curious. Uh, I'm interested. Like I've always been a big Lopez fan, mm-hmm. and uh, Lola Vice obviously the MMA background. She's very talented. Um, but to give the quick win to them over Feroz and uh, Leon is an interesting. I'm curious. Move. curious. Yeah. So yeah. like I don't like when you get into this fifty fifty stuff of just like this one and this one. You know now now who knows. Which team they're trying to push? They're trying to push them both. I don't understand that. So we'll see where they go from there. But um, a couple of interesting ta- women's tag teams, anyway. If they do decide to now, there's just one set of women's tag titles. Are they going to start to come down there? You know what I mean? It's so you would think. It's you would think. I think the more the merrier in that division, especially right. when it comes to the women's tag titles. Metaphor. I know we're both all in on. They picked up a big win last night. Mm. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, I'm all in on Noam Dar. You you heard me allude to him at the at the opening of the show there. Yeah, someone I shouldn't like. I shouldn't like him for all all of my uh, hang ups that I have about certain guys. I shouldn't like Noam Dar, but I'm I'm all in on him. I'm all in on on him. I'm all in on the Heritage Cup, the yeah. the, the fake Heritage Cup uh, as well. So yeah, I'll say the same. I'm not. I was not a Do, uh, Dar guy when he first came up. I was like that. Eh. But this pairing, this this combination as the metaphor really works for some reason very well to me. And even Mensa, who was just floundering and nothing, now he's interesting. Um, and it gave Lash and Miss Jackson something together. 
So I'm, I'm actually totally all in on them. And I love, always love, the idea of a fake trophy or fake belt or something. Like yeah. that's, uh, that's funny. That's good. And on the other side, like you said, uh, Dragon Lee, uh, we'll talk about being positioned, obviously, as the next contender for uh, Dirty Dom's title. Mm-hmm. And Nathan Fraser, the legitimate Heritage Cup holder, uh, is, has all the talent in the world. To me, he's a surefire yep. star in the future. Yep. So moving on to another uh, tag team match. We finally got it, Len. We finally yep. got the family, the D'Angelo family. Beaten Gallus boys finally. Finally got the belts off the Gallus mm-hmm. boys. Um, you know, they just don't do anything for me. I, I don't know what else to say. About the Gallus them. boys. You know, the Gallus boys. Yeah, they just don't do anything for me. The family gets the win, and we move on to Tuesday. The Gallus boys won a three on three match. Tony's going to make a call, and I have to say, I mean, I was disappointed. I wanted it to be <laughs> two two times. Was his name? Uh, uh, not stacks, but the other one was it. Yeah, Donovan? he went to Troy AEW. two times Donovan or whatever his name was. <laughs> something, something. Yeah, he's an AEW. Or he was. There was. AEW. Yeah, he yeah. got hurt. I think. I think he might have got hurt on the Indies because he was wrestling. He got cut, straight up cut. He did. So, he, he did. did. Yeah. But when they said that I, I got a number, I know who to call. Honestly, that's who I thought for some it reason. Could be. Maybe it, it is. The only person I was thinking. Yeah. It wasn't though. Oh. It was, in fact, Santos Escobar right. that came in as the third person. Which right. They do have a history as well, so that made sense. Right, yeah. So, so I mean, Santos, yeah, I mean, it, he had some unsettled scores with the family, and this is, this is his chance to pay him back. Why can't I remember what his name was when he was in there? It was like, was it, I swear it was. Troy, like, Troy Two, two Dimes Donovan <laughs> is what it was. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Close enough. Two that. Dimes is, I think, what two it is. Two Dimes sounds familiar for me. Something like that. Yeah. Stacks. Stacks and two dimes. Yeah. I was watching a, for some reason, I was watching um, Vengeance. Uh, Vengeance, not Vengeance Day. <laughs> I wanted to say day. Vengeance 2001, earlier today. Uh, <laughs> the first match was some, I think, four team tag team match. The Dudleys, the Hardys, yeah, yeah. the regular uh, suspects there. Right. In the middle, hard cam, front row, big sign that just says D'Angelo rolls. Oh yeah. Oh, so a little right. Easter, a little a little nod to the future there, perhaps. Maybe it was Tony himself in yeah. that front. We might have to go back and look. Might have been. Just to clear us up, uh, not the same Tony D'Angelo that just signed a one year deal with the Carolina Hurricanes. Very different guy. Much less racist NXT version than the Tony D'Angelo signed with the Hurricanes. Okay. So just to clear that up for everybody in case you were confused. And we from last episode, we had something to clear up about a four-time, four-time, four-time. Stanley Cup champion, somehow, Paul Coffey. Somehow went through that Oilers dynasty, the Penguins near dynasty in the early 90s, and the Red Wings, yeah. and only came out with four cups. I'm a bit disappointed in Paul Coffey. Four. Yeah, four Stanley Cups, though, and he's going to be appearing at an Altoona Curve game here in the next well, few weeks. I saw that. That's the crown jewel. He might, he might be tough on it, honestly. A lot of those hockey players weren't paid well, so maybe he's he's skimming for appearances. You see him all over, Paul Coffey. Four cups is enough. That's too that's Four any, cups of coffee, he's, I mean. Yeah, he's, yeah. That's plenty. Yeah, he's no Brian Trottier. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, let's move I on here. Robotized, I'll tell you that. First hockey game I ever went to, Len, uh, for, uh, 
Penguins versus uh, the Hartford Whalers. Luke Robitaille, four goal night. Oh my! Yes. Yeah, and that's why you're hooked. Yeah, I got you hooked. Yep, I remember that day like it was yesterday. Larry Murphy added one. Pat Verbeek had two for the Whalers. Five two. Penn's victory. Oh, man. Lemieux was out at that time, so Robitaille was the star in that short strike strike shortened season in the okay. NHL. He spent some time with the Penguins. So. Yeah, uh, let's go Roxanne, Blair Davenport. Roxy picks up the win. I'm just not invested in either one of these right now. Uh, I know you're not, and um, I disagree to a certain extent. I'm I'm in on Blair, but she gets the loss here, obviously. But I I like what Blair brings to the table. And while I didn't think it was really possible, I will say Roxy did show a little bit, tiny bit, of a harder side here, like it, it could be a start or something. I like that they kept the main part of the match right in front of her mom and sister, so there was a lot of added emotion there. I thought that was a good idea. And um, overall, I thought the match worked pretty well. Um, you know, I, it's still hard to just Ro- – Roxy's just like a America's sweetheart. You know what right. I mean? She's, it's just hard to – What's the word you use now? Plucky. Plucky, yeah. She's yeah. a plucky underdog, and it's hard to picture her as anything else. Unless you go, you have to really go hard into like, you know, uh, one of her idols was AJ Lee, AJ Mendez, and you know she went hard into like being a lunatic. You know what I mean? Like Very she hard. was losing it, but she she fit that bill naturally. But that, yeah, but it did. But that pluckiness, she like come out skipping everything, like happy go lucky. But really, as a psychotic measure, I like that. Whereas you got, you know, it, uh, Roxy is like that, but like there's just no edge to her um but she's very young and very ordinary career so i'm not right she's gonna be a star in fact i'm not only am i not writing her off i'm writing her on to the okay. main roster okay anytime she wants she's right. talented that, really that brawl they had at that bodega was kind of odd it was good though it, i liked it, it. it's different you know but... what I, you know what was interesting about it is a production issue i would say that i had with it was one it started as a, a live by uh davenport so either Keep it all on live. Keep the phone there or someone holding it or the phone's laying there but picking it up. Then they switched to, they said they had like CC footage, you know, closed caption footage. So then do all that. But then they had like produced cameras there. I, there shouldn't be any cameras there. So if they'd have made it more gritty a little bit, I think, and or why not have NXT Anonymous filming? It's because you know that's mean? Blair Davenport. No, it's not. Not that's not been confirmed in any way, shape, or form. NXT Anonymous should have been filming it. Even if it is Blair Davenport, even more reason for it to be filming this. Like someone well, that would get that would that the jig would be up. No, though. because it would be somebody else filming it, not her, not her physically holding the camera. But she's she's the reason the camera's there. It was a setup, you know, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, the match was good. It was. It's nothing to. They're both going to go different directions and see what happens there. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm not writing either of them. Neither of them were on Tuesday, I don't believe, right? So they didn't follow up anyway. No, they did not, from what I recall and from my notes here. But, uh, yeah, Gable Stevenson, Baron Corbin. Mm. Gable Stevenson with his in-ring debut against Baron Burn All the Ships. Burn the Ships. Corbin. Corbin. Uh-huh. Double We've, double count out draw. We talked a lot about this, mm-hmm. Mike, before the match, after the match. But you and I have discussed a lot of this all offline. We tried to save it for the pod. We didn't succeed, but here we are. Mm-hmm. The, um, couple things out of this right off the top. One, the crowd was the first time really in recent memory in WWE where the crowd has really 
shown their vocal uh, displeasure or pleasure with the booking at that point as far as they were clearly behind Corbin the whole match and booing, you know, uh, vociferously towards the Olympic gold medalist. So that right out that jumps out right off the gate. Um, you knew he was going to be green, and as I said before the match, when me and you were talking offline, this is stupid if Corbin just immediately gets a, eats a loss. It's so dumb, but also you can't really. It's hard to have Corbin or Stevenson lose his debut, so you're in a jam. So they do the double count out. It sucks. Okay, the double count out gets the bullshit chant, and it does suck that it's a double count out. Uh, you know, also because eventually you're going to have to see it again. You know, you're going to have to. But um, to me, it's. You know, this was a little bit of... And the burn the ships thing with Corbin, you were not a big fan of. I listened to him on After the Bell with Corey Graves last week. He ta- They talked about it a little bit more in depth. I understand what he's trying to get at with it. He is burning all his old personas. He's burning, so there's nothing to go back to. It's a, you know, a Viking reference, so to speak. And um, I get all that. A Viking myth. Yeah, 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 myth. But what I'm saying is, Whatever it is, I don't care if it's burn the ships or not, it is, whatever, fine. This only can work if Corbin, like, is successful immediately out of saying all this and doing all this. He has to succeed at a high level, or this doesn't make any sense to me. That's a point of contention we had. You mm-hmm. said wouldn't bother if he lost because he can still keep going down. He's already hit bottom. He's literally burnt all the past. There's nothing to go back to. He has to come up from this. Yeah. Or it doesn't work. I don't. I don't think we disagree as much as you think here. I, I just think this. They didn't send him down there to hone anything. I think a lot of the people you see going down there now, they're sending back for to get more work, to get more reps. I, I think he's past that point. And he's just down there to get some guys over. And then whatever he ends up being back in the main roster, this is all going to be irrelevant. So it's just a little clean slate for the time being for him. I'm not buying into the gimmick at all. There is no gimmick. It's just him. Um, I do quite, we, we didn't touch on Baron Corbin at all. We could have talked about him for a half hour in the last show leading up to this, all the vignettes and what's he going to be. Um, Going back to that a little bit, I am a bit concerned as to why he has an incinerator for bodies, it looks like, as a, what do they call it, a, a, crema, a, a crematory of sorts, yeah. in his house. Yeah, That's a bit concerning. I would like them to tease more into that. Well, I mean, I I just, yeah, I mean that's fair. I know that he's a big he's a big meat smoker and a big grill guy. I just assume that he buys cattle as at whole, oh, wholesale, okay. Okay. and then he incinerates the bones okay. after he chops. All them right, up. now that, now we're talking. That's my the butcher. Stuff. The butcher. butcher. Oh, there yeah. already is a butcher uh, somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I just think you know, uh, I do, again the, what you're saying about how they're not sending down there to get work. I I. Don't think that I mean that's true. Ali and Corbin are two of the most talented wrestlers they have, so they don't need work in the ring and they don't need reps no. at all. But what they do need is a clean slate. So when they come back, it's it's new. And to me, you have to. They're doing more and more tie-ins, crossovers between NXT and main roster. They are. So in that instance, you you're hoping and expecting more people that watch Raw to watch NXT. So when he comes back, he can't have been losing all the time in NXT because 
if you're hoping for the crossover, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's more of a microscope on what's going on here, Don. Uh, it's it's interesting. I'm yeah. in I'm into whatever Corbin is gonna do. I'm you know I just you know, don't. No think- sign. There's no sign of. Uh, uh, Steve said on Tuesday, either. No, no, so I think no. maybe this might have been a one and done kind of thing. I still think he might try to for the Olympics next year, probably. So this could, you know, if that's the case, I think it's a mistake still as well because then yeah. you could have had Corbin beat him yeah. and just tell him you're more, you're not ready for this, you yeah. know, and then him admit I wasn't ready for this. I'm going to go back to go win the Olympic medal again, then yeah. I'll be back. Uh, who knows? But it, yeah, I mean, they just might be keeping him warm. I Steve's don't know. Could just be uh, DOA. I mean, he could be. He could be. He, very well. he doesn't seem like there's a Kurt Angle personality hiding behind there, but I, I've been wrong about that before. So, right. Baron Corbin, though, you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. He sh- he should be the measuring stick. Yeah, that should have been his it. gimmick. He he he's the guy you got to get to and get past to achieve that next level on the card. He's that. He's the gatekeeper. Also, would have been a fine gimmick for. The higher end of the card, he's right. kind of that mid card uh, under, no, 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 you know, uh, boss, if you will. Yeah, level boss. Uh, yeah. So obviously, the measuring stick comes with just built in everything. It's got yeah. built. You got built in uh, foreign weapons. You could tape a bunch of yardsticks together. That's basically a kendo stick. Come out, whack guys with that. You know, very safe weapon, but also kind of intimidating. Catchphrases galore. You just don't measure up. You're going to come up a little bit short. Yeah. I mean, come on here. The, yeah. the finishers, the metric ton or something like that. I mean, come on, Len. I mean, yeah. it's all right there. That's who he, I think that's who he's looked at in the company. And and in his vignettes, he's kind of saying, oh, I'm, I'm thought of as safe. I'm well, thought of I, as good. I'll say this. You know, you said you promised you were going to explain it better when we were on, on air. And you did. You're right. As far as... The gimmick part, part of it of being him to be the measuring stick to get to the next level, I'm with you on that. That could work. The bringing a measuring stick to the ring, no, <laughs> I'm out on that completely. There's no yardsticks involved. The the uh, one liners are fine as well, and and honestly, calling himself a measuring stick, it would be fine as far as actual because he is kind of that. I'm that the is high true. water mark around here. Yeah, Come that on. stuff is kind yeah. of true. So that could work. Yeah. Um you can't have the the kitschy stuff where he's carrying a measuring stick though. You have to be serious uh about it. If you did that it could work. Um that's you're that's right. Just assumption. you're you're right. It is a bit silly. Yeah. It is a bit silly. Yeah. Now, if you're gonna call you know our truth the measuring stick <laughs> and then have him carry a measuring stick around, it would be perfect because it would be hilarious <laughs> and it you know it's just yeah. it would be funny. But if you try to make Corbin, you Corbin is in an interesting spot where he's kind of between mid card and main right. event status. Right. Um, you know he he could do well with a mid card title run, all that stuff. He could do do well with. Even winning the NXT title, a lot of things he could do, but um, you know he's he's kind of slotted in where he is, and I don't think it's a bad thing. It's like Miz a Jace, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean he's like in that spot where you know just grind it out, keep cashing checks. You're probably not going to be the guy, no. But maybe they'll maybe, give you the belt once. Maybe something. Maybe maybe I can see him in the IC title, good IC title run or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Big win last night against Andre Chase. Big win last night against Chase. Much needed win. Deep six them. I mean, the uh, end of days is a great move. Deep six. No, the end of days is his finishing move, Mike. That's not, not what it's six. called. Some cyclone. The deep no. six is a different move. 
end of, which he does as a setup move. End of days is his finisher, which he did do last night, and they called it the end of days. And you can't change the name of that to some measuring stick <laughs> pun either. End of days is a great finisher. That's one of the best finishers. The one, one of the most protected finishers in the business. Nobody kicks out of it. Uh, I love the end of days and the longest yard. The deep six is, <laughs> is the, the spinning, you know, sidewalk slam. The thing. deep six inches. No. Uh, no, 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 you gotta work. Okay. Uh, moving on then, uh, we have Dominic Mysterio keeping that North American Dirty t- Dom. Dirty Dom, sorry, yeah. Vince. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with a big win against Wesley and Mustafa Ali in a triple threat. Uh, I don't think too much of a surprise there. No, Dom good keep- match, good match, really Dom- good match. Dom keeps the title. I do think Dom is there for down there for some reps. And the Judgment Day, obviously, they're giving a good rub to that show. Yeah. Uh, not a lot to talk about here, Len, honestly. No, it was good a decent match. match. Dom yeah. keeps delivering. Now they got set up on Tuesday. They set up Dom, Dragon Lee, mm-hmm. with Ray and Dragon Lee's corner. Dragon Lee is basically like another a young Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Um, and that'll be interesting. Now, will they take the belt off Dom? Maybe they want to get him, you know. they. I could see D- Dragon Lee winning that title. Definitely. I could. Uh, I could. Yeah, Dom's not going to be down there for a long time. But I don't think it's going to happen yet. Yeah. Like, I don't think it'll happen right away. Right. But I could see it happening at some point. I mean, they, it could very well be at the point they send people down there for a little vacation, a little well, getaway. Well, I'll tell you, though, Dom, I mean, Dom and Rhea add a lot to that show. They do. The Rhea has wise. done a great job yep. uh, lifting Valkyrie up. To me, in my opinion, Rhea's all of her interactions with Lyra Valkyria has really made her interesting. And Dom does a great job uh, weaseling out wins. I love mm-hmm. it. You know, so that's yep. that was good. Yeah, not mm-hmm. a lot else to say, but a good match. Ali still wants a rematch. Um, you know, he got into it with uh, Axiom outside. I love that little interaction because Dom thought Axiom was Dragon Lee, and he said, didn't you just say all this stuff to me in the ring? Why are you telling me this again? It's a different person. That was great. I love that. Yeah. Tiffany Stratton picks up the win against Thea Hale. Big win for Bimbo Nation. I know we're, we're, you're pretty high on Tiffany Stratton. I've oh. cooled off a tad. I did like her little uh, fake Instagram makeup thing yeah, she yeah. was doing last night. They're leaning heavy. She's going to be fine. Yeah, she was good. That, that match took, suffered at the end. Uh, Chase throws in the towel, but it suffered at the end because Tiffany couldn't hold that Boston Crab. It was a it was a long, long, long time they tried to have her have that Boston Crab locked in. And I don't know. I mean, I've had I've done a lot of Boston Crabs in my youth, and you do have to have a certain amount of body upper body strength and stuff to hold that. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. She obviously fell down with it a couple times, um, and putting her in a submission match does Tiffany no favors. You know, what I mean, that's not what she is. The PME, prettiest moonsault ever, is what people want to see. That's what they yep. that's what they buy their tickets to see. Yep. And uh, she'll be back live next week. But yeah, Tiffany's going places. Yeah. Thea obviously not happy with Coach Chase's Professor Chase's I uh, no uh, option to throw that towel nope. in. I don't think Duke's really happy about it either. So no, he's not. See some there's sort always of there's there. always been some tension between yes. Duke and Andre there. Not full on, but it's it's going to amp up, and I think Duke and Thea are going to get big pushes out of this because uh, all Andre Chase does is eat L's, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I'm ready to see a different side of Thea Hale, very young, but still 19 years old. Yeah. And obviously Duke, I think, has really excelled. I think he's really st- – I know you were big in the poker gimmick. I wasn't. But, I was big pre-poker gimmick, and then ever since then I've been down on Duke. 
Yeah. Uh, but he has been better now, for sure. Yep. Carmelo with a big ben, a big win against uh, uh, the Mad Dragon. Yeah, that really? obviously matched the night. There. Yes. That's, that's, a, yes. that's a rewatchable. If you haven't At, watched it, watch that. I'm a, almost all... Ilya Dragunov matches yeah. are, are worth a watch, and I love how they're leaning into that, to that, um, uh, the red, yeah. you know, the, the alluding to the, you know, the USSR uh, angle of it, red contacts, red gear. They really, I want to see them really lean into that because, as we've said here many a times, people hate anyone. Yeah. And they especially hate communists <laughs> and anyone from russia yeah. especially now i think dragunov is special i mean he i think he is special i yeah. think he's I, gonna yeah. be a real real player yes. in uh, wwe for a while. i do time. too I and do carmelo too. as well don't get me wrong but uh those matches dragunov every match he has is incredible. Incredible. I mean, it's just, and he yep. makes everything look so real. He's incredible. Yeah, he he is who I think Darby Allen say wants to be in a way. He he just makes it look real, like yeah. you said. Uh, everything, the emotion, the 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 contact. It's yeah, it's yeah. stiff. It's it's. I mean, you look at that. I mean, the cutter that they did, that yeah. power bomb he did off the top. I mean, all of it just looks yeah. good. Now, how's he going to stack up to? A more uh, sizable opponent, like can you put him in there with Roman Reigns and look well, legitimate? I don't know. You know, we've seen him versus Gunther in some of the best matches of the last five years. I that's mean, we've had multiple matches with Gunther, and um, the, that's the reality of the way he hits makes it to me believable. If you put him in there with Roman, I'm the right story. Obviously, the way he hits these moves would make you think he had a chance. I think, which is cool, really cool. And then it spun out of that on Tuesday. The big story probably is that. Um, Trick and Mello seem to be parting ways a little bit amicably, but Trick wants to show mm, very interesting. that he's his own very man. He's not a sidekick. Yep. So that's not a, break up. that's not a breakup. They still got each other's back, but he went later when Carmelo came out, no Trick at, at, at ringside. So to me, um, it's interesting, and that's mm-hmm. a good way to do it because I don't disagree. He does kind of need to get away from him a little bit. Uh, at the same time, when Mello inevitably comes up, I like him separate, but also he probably could use Trick. Yes, Trick's a good is a good. I know he doesn't want to be a sidekick, but uh, he's a good he's sidekick. Very good sidekick, yeah. and you got to look at the imagery there. Lenner sitting there having her little conversation, and the titles in between them. Yeah, and and that I think is going to be key to the whole thing. Sure. I wouldn't be surprised if. We see a build up perhaps to later this year, perhaps to Mania season. Yeah. Before Carmelo gets to the main roster permanently, if that's his final feud. I could see that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I, I looked at that imagery, that title in between them. I think it was there for a reason. And I think Trick might be coming for it. Uh, let's see. What else did we miss here in NXT, Len? Uh, of course, the parking lot, never a good place to be in NXT. The Gals Boys, just the, with the beatdown. As soon as Stax gets out of the car celebrating his championship, there's the Gallus boys. Beat him down to a pulp. Leave him saying, Gallus boys always on top. Ugh. Ugh. Mommy's always on top, though. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I will say, like, yeah, I think we covered most of the important stuff from Tuesday. Gallus boys get the jump, but then Santos comes to the, to the side of the uh, family and they get the win at the end. So, I think you're putting a cap on that feud i hope moving on um i you know 
in all honesty, I don't know where you go out with the Gallus boys after they're out of the title picture. That's one thing I would say. And the family also sort of seemed like transitional tag champs to me a little bit. Um, but, you know, there's not a ton of great tag teams. Where Briggs and Jensen been? They've been absent. Yeah. Uh, you know, I liked what they were doing with um, Garza and uh, yes. uh, Carrillo, but then they were like had a kind of fight the last time of yeah. argument. Yeah. So we're not sure where they're at. So we'll see. But yeah, that, that's about it. Not a whole bunch. It looks like we're getting Wesley versus Carmelo no, next, which that'll be fun. Yeah. Obviously, Lee's sure. not winning that belt. Yep. Um, but I, that'll be fun. I like that little segment they had in the locker room there. Uh, Elaine Valkyria picks up a big win against yeah. um, uh, JC Jane, who's one of our favorites. JC Jane's getting pushed down the sound the card right now so yep. we'll see what they well, do with that at least she's still on tv is all i can say and valkyria though the rub from uh from Rhea, Rhea is really helpful and makes it seem like you know i don't i don't necessarily think they're going to or need to add any members to judgment day however if they were to Ooh. she seems like someone that would Ooh. be a candidate she's already got the wings left she's got the dark yeah she's got the darker the wings gears, are the key the wings um, I thought the wings were going away once JC ripped them up, but they're here to stay. Apparently, yeah, I, so. you know, yeah, they uh, they all have the wing imagery. You know, the if they decided day. to do something here at some point with Finn and and uh, Priest, Priest splitting that mm-hmm. up some way, you could see maybe at one point Lyra and JD McDonough joining in different, like maybe joining Finn while the other ones stay with Damien. Well, and there's yeah. like a kind of a, almost like a. NWO, NWO Wolfpack feel of the of the Judgment Day or mm. something, maybe? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Judgment Day, black and purple. Judgment or, Day. Or no. the, that's the original. It'd right. Judgment Day, like, black and orange or something. That would be, know. like, neon green. Or, no, that's the you actually can't do that. I don't know what they would do there. Interesting. There's, I read the dirts the other okay. day. And there's some rumors, probably very unfounded rumors, yeah, that one, once this bloodline thing kind of wraps up, the Judgment Day is going to be the next big, uh, next big uh, uh, spearhead for well, the show. Well, they're certainly positioned it that way for they sure. Are. Yes, uh, no doubt. And that leads us right into the main event of SummerSlam, pretty much. You know what I mean? The ju- talking Judgment Day. If you look at the SummerSlam card, it's you know the main event obviously is going to be Seth freaking Rollins defending that world title against Finn Balor of the Judgment Day uh, with the specter of Damian Priest hanging over that match as, bit as senior money in the bank. So that's uh, that gets us into the SummerSlam. But before we move on to Summer, I just want a correction. So, you know, I know there's some, some loyal listeners out there. Okay. It'll be all over the inbox if, if I don't correct this right okay. now. The Cyclone Kill is the Croatian Creations finisher who had picked up a big win last night against the hop Eddie Thorpe. Oh, okay. So you're talking about Dijak, the Croatian sensation, not talking about Baron Corbin. He tried to. I tried to superimpose the psych, (laughs) change his finisher to something cyclone related, which wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, But Donovan, the Croatian creation, Dijak, hard justice. Hard justice. His finisher, if you didn't know, is called the cyclone kill. Okay. All right. Yeah, he he's could, got multiple finishers. It seems like. he does. He does. He is. He's another measuring stick of sorts. I yeah. think you put him in there, he can have a good match with just about anybody. I just, it's just not working for me. This hard justice still doesn't work for me. I like the win over Eddie Thorpe. That was needed, but uh, that goatee, that those sunglasses, that <laughs> facial, 
just the bone structure of his face <laughs> and uh it's the hard justice not doesn't work for me but I'm i in. like Dijak. i'm in i'm in i also did see that uh, i saw that ali tweeted a video or they tweeted a video of ali saying to axiom i've been waiting six years for my opportunity and then <laughs> Dijak retweeted that and said Sound to Ali and said, sounds like you need to get some retribution, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> Dijak's I love. good. Dijak's pretty good on Twitter, which I do on X, I should say. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I like that. And um, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to uh, to uh, retribution getting reformed down at NXT. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Ali and uh, Dijak together, maybe? I'm all in on hard justice. I don't care what name. I love that name. I love the gimmick. Well, uh, also, Lock him up. You can put him in Lolly because Lolly, former Chicago police officer, and oh. you know, so he can do work a little undercover gimmick with Hard Justice. I mean, that would be pretty good as well, right? Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about another big thing in NXT. Uh, the uh, the schism and the creeds is is uh, going yeah. on, of course. And Nicky Man Hero, Jack of Time, uh, Style Strong, and he's here yeah, and he's here to stay. I wasn't sure he you was you wrote him roster, off, but he's back. You wrote him off, and and he's here to stay. And we're going to be seeing more style in nxt coming up soon he's already been on level up they're just We're not going to see any more jacket time because no uh, time is gone yeah the time part <laughs> of jacket time is gone i don't he can still say it's jacket time i think and get away with it okay he's been getting his reps on level up i know you're not a big fan of that but I, well it's not that i'm not a fan i forget about it but i well I, it, does, do it, it doesn't help that they release episodes like two or three weeks after they air yeah. like if i miss it at 10 what is it 10 o'clock on thursday Wednesday, Fridays? I don't even know. Fridays. And they don't air the reruns until two or three weeks after, so you're always behind. It's always lagging. Maybe that's for a reason. Let's get into the big show, Len. Let's get into the second biggest pay-per-view on the yearly schedule for WWE, and that is SummerSlam. Where is it this year? It's in the Motor City, baby. Oh, that's right. The Motor City. That's right. Rev your engines up. Ford Field. The Silverdome. Yeah, Silverdome. They're here. 3,000 people. Yep. Make it sold. Yep. Let's look at the card here. Written off the card, apparently. Uh, the uh, Thank You Trish versus Becky Trish, match. Becky Lynch, they moved the two weeks from now in Ottawa. Uh, I, I don't mind that because, honestly, the card was getting bloated a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah. So this will give it maybe more time to shine, uh, give it a little more time to, to get together. Um I mean, the match doesn't have a title at stake. It doesn't have to be on this card. But I thought I would think they'd want it on this card. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see some sort of interaction on this card between these two people. Yep. Yeah, but that's getting moved to uh, the week after, right? Uh, SummerSlam. In Ottawa, yeah. Yeah, in Ottawa. Okay. Uh, speaking of bloat, nothing bloats me more, Len, than a sodium filled box of Slim Jims. The Slim Jim Battle Royal. How's it being called the Slim Jim Battle Royal? <laughs> so that's what the dirts are saying, uh, Len. Yeah, I just heard it called the SummerSlam <laughs> Battle Royal. If it's brought to us by Slim Jim, the dirts are saying it's it's brought to us by the fine folks over at Slim Jim. All right, well that's fine by me. I'm a Slim Jim guy. The snack, the snack, not the tool used no. to break into vehicles. No, yeah, the snack. I'll eat a Slim Jim. I ain't afraid. Yeah, Slim Jim would be a good foreign weapon to use. Uh, 
a foreign object to use in yeah. in this Motor City. It's almost like the slapjack that Stevie Ray used to use a lot. Slapjack is good. <laughs> yeah. You don't even need a Slim Jim nowadays to steal cars. You need is a is a USB thumb drive to steal a <laughs> Kia or a Hyundai. Apparently, if you're one of the Kia boys. I don't uh, know. Yeah. You know much about the Kia boys? No. You know you should YouTube that. It's very uh, interesting. They just steal cars with USB, either Kias or Hondas. They get filmed. Obviously, their friends are filming them. They just drive the car around the neighborhood uh, and wreck it. I've owned both. I've owned Kias and Honda. Well, watch watch yourself. It's the newer models, I believe. So yeah. that they're just so easy to steal. They just it's the Kia boys. That's what they're called. Yeah, watch I have out. had an 09 Kia Spectra right off. I mean, it's the only brand new car I ever purchased. Right off and, the production line. Yeah, and guess what? It didn't have power or anything, so you had no, no chance. To right. That. I mean, it was roll-up windows and the whole kick the boodle. Let me tell you, if you have a Kia or a Hyundai, go sell it immediately because okay. it's going to get stolen. Uh, Slim Jim Battle Royal, I think we all think, Len, everybody's saying L.A. Knight is the guy pigeonholed to win this Battle Royal. We'll see, though. I mean, that's what, you know, the, the, this continues to be the story of the of – the, not stories, you know, where what's going on with LA Knight? Why didn't he win the four way? Why didn't he win the UK against Tears US title? Why is it Escobar? That's with the however he is, all that. Obviously, WWE has a plan where there's they seem to be really dragging this out. So, for that fact, he faces Sheamus this Friday on SmackDown, and then he's in the Battle Royal. Both of them are in the Battle Royal on Saturday. My money on this, as far as predictions goes, is I would expect you see. L.A. Knight get a win on Friday night over Sheamus. Or, I, I can see it going either way. Or Sheamus, one of them getting a win on Friday and then eliminating each other on Saturday. Actually, I'm, I'm going to say this. Sheamus wins Friday. Uh, they eliminate each other on Saturday. And then at payback in Pittsburgh in September, expect L.A. Knight over Sheamus one-on-one to really begin the launch of LA night. And okay. that's, yeah. that's what I'm going to, they're, they're not going to let him. I mean, I, every time he comes out now, I always text Len about, it. I cannot believe the pops that he is getting. He's one of the hottest guys, if not the hottest guy on the card in terms of crowd engagement. One of the biggest merch sellers yeah. already. His shirts Sell are all shirt. the top of WWE shop. I've been looking around WWE shop, trying to, yeah. trying to get some Easter eggs and looking for some merch, obviously. And he's you're, right up there. You're right though. This is a moment that you have to be careful with. I know they like to drag this out and like keep people waiting, keep people waiting. I understand that. You have to be very cautious here mm-hmm. to not miss this window because it's red hot right yes. now. Yes. You have to be very cautious. So yes. I would I would say to Triple H and or Vince. Vince recently uh, underwent a serious back surgery. Serious. So he is spine removed with a medical relief. Yeah, and put, put a, back in. Just a complete metal pole in that spine now. Complete bacchiotomy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, I would warn them both to not push their luck too far here or you'll end up blowing this opportunity a little bit. So we'll see what if, goes on. If I, was the, if I was the top brass right now, I might be second-guessing myself not giving him that briefcase because I don't think Priest needs it. What yeah, we, I mean, Priest... Uh, what am I looking at here, Len? Uh, Len, show not, me a nothing picture. wrestling related. I just wanted to show you this real quick. But yeah, um, Priest, I don't know. I think Priest, the Priest have, <laughs> having that uh, briefcase is actually money. I thought that was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I was but like, what's the point? The Priest, priest having that uh, uh, briefcase is important to me, and we'll talk about it when we get to that match. 
But I think it's all going to come into play very heavily here in the next couple months. So I, I would say um, they didn't make a mistake not giving the thing to I, Although I would have probably myself had him beat Theory at SummerSlam for the U.S. title was probably what I would have done. Okay. They're not going that direction, so we shall see. Like you said, it's they, they need to they need to catch this lightning in a bottle, the megastar. It's a nice shirt, too. I might end up getting one. Yeah. Uh, all right, here. So the Slim Jim Bad Royal is, of course, anybody's game. Now, this is not a game. This is very personal, Len, between these two. And I was not in on this feud until the vignettes on Monday between Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. We saw a lot of old footage of the four horse women. Apparently, Ronda Rousey let him stay at her house for free yep. just to beat him up. Yeah. Just just as punching bags, so to speak. Sparring partners just totally, yeah. Just yeah. Just, and Shayna Baszler resented that, and it's her time to get on top. So, uh, I think she's going to go over in this one, honestly. I'm um, with you. The, the vignettes Monday were excellently yes. done. Excellently done. It made me care about a lot right. more about a match that I yep. really wasn't that interested in either. Right. Um, and I agree with you as well. Shayna needs to win this match. I think the whole reason the breakup and this match is taking place is because Ronda wants Shayna to win this match behind the scenes. I think Ronda's probably gone after this match, and this is her gift to Shayna and, and, and letting Shayna put her, oh, get herself over and uh, be a legitimate contender for Rhea Ripley down the line here for a title match, I would say. Yeah. Uh- I noticed the other day, pregnant Ronda Rousey action figures on clearance at Walmart. Get there oh, now. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's right. one to add to your collection that's if you don't have it already, Len. That's a rare one. Yeah, it's very rare. It's a rare one. Yeah, I wonder if – yeah, never mind. Um, all right, moving on here. This match is going to be a spectacle, or at least we hope so. Logan Paul, Ricochet. Uh, Ricochet is getting some reps on the mic. Like you mentioned, he's getting better. He's got the look. He's yeah. just He's just got to find his, his niche. Obviously, he's – extremely athletic as is logan paul who is a natural yeah. on the mic um man he's getting his money's worth for sure pimping that prime out every show anytime you see him talk there's always somebody in the background with a pr- either oh, a drink yeah. or a sign yeah. and and i mean he's he's milking it for all it's worth this is going to be a great match one way or the other have you had any prime life? i have not okay. no I have. I'll tell you. I've had the energy drink or the hydration. The drink? hydration drink. Yeah. I'm not an energy drink guy. I never get energy drinks, but I did get the hydration drink, and I got the green lemon lime. And I'm gonna tell you white and right now. It was delicious, and it tasted exactly like a childhood favorite of mine, the lime Kool Aid. Okay. Green lime Kool Aid. It was not called lemon lime. It was just called lime. It was green Kool Aid. My best friend Ricky. The Fink, mm-hmm. growing up, his dad and him always had a big gallon jug okay. of lime Kool Aid okay. in the fridge. Okay. And me and him would drink it like bats out of hell. Uh-huh. And uh, we used to bong it out of beer bongs and everything. That's how oh, much wow. we loved the lime. I tell you what, I am a big fan of green drinks me. as well. My local watering hole, however, when I went there, I was looking for prime. The flavors. Did not appeal to me. You have the I love rocket pops. Rocket pop. Man. I love them. Not a not something I want in a drink necessarily. Right. They also had some I believe like raspberryish blue. Again, not something I'm really looking for. If you handed me one right now, I would try it. Not something I really want to spend what four dollars on. Um, but the green one. Big fan of green drinks. Yeah. Whether it's um, 
I recommend green. Try it out. Okay. Well, if I find one, I'll get one. Jeez, Slimer. Slimer drinks. Ecto Ma- Cooler. Ecto Cooler. Uh, Matrix Powerade was my favorite sports drinks of all when Matrix first came out, or it was the sequel or whatever. Matrix is really hot. They had a Matrix green flavored Powerade. Still to this day is my favorite drink of all yeah. time. So try that one. Anyway, but yeah, okay. this match is going to be fun. That's one thing you can guarantee. There's going to be some spots in this that are fun. And like you said, I think Ricochet deserves a lot of credit in this feud. This is the first feud, really, in my recollection, I think, during his WWE career, where he's been given three, four weeks in a row on the to try to be on the microphone. And against and, Logan Paul, who cut him off the knees, like you mentioned in yeah, the last show. And then to me, it's not really fair to say people aren't going on the mic if they never get a chance. You know what I mean? Or if you yeah. get one or two sentences. He's He struggled the first one. I thought he's improved each one since. Um, is he great on the mic yet? No, he's not great on the mic. But he does show some potential where if you let him talk more and get more comfortable in, in front of the crowd, you could really have something. I mean, Ricochet's special. Like, you need to think about that and understand that, like, he's still got a potential to be a real top guy if you yeah. can get that mic part down. Yeah, I yeah. just think it's the inflection of his, his voice. that well, It just doesn't come across as, like, what you expect, I think. And. I'm honestly surprised at how much bigger Logan Paul is than Ricochet. Yeah. It's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, it should be fun. All right, moving on to, let's skip this one for now. Let's talk about the Intercontinental title match. Len, this is a guy who we, we had talked about. We're, we're going to try to do a show where we, and I think we're going to do it. I'm, I'm trying to build an app right now uh, in the supercomputer. Uh, that will randomize. We we have the celebrity randomizer. Uh-huh. This was this would randomize WWE superstars okay. of a relevant population who I would deem necessary in need of a repackaging. Okay, I think this guy fits that bill to a T. Drew McIntyre. I know you would repackage him right now if sure. you could. Yeah. He's going up against Gunther. Um, I, I don't see Drew winning this match. I think Gunther's going to be a WrestleMania spectacle, and WrestleMania 40 is when you'll see that come to a head. Uh, but what do you think about this when I see title with McIntyre, Len? Well, I'm excited for the match. I think the match will be fun. It'll be hard-hitting. And while I agree with you 100% that Drew needs a, a light repackaging would be my thing, I, I think he's still very popular, very over with the crowd, but he does need something different. And... What I will say is I think this match will be fun. I agree with you. I don't think this is the time to take the belt off of Gunther. However, I do think there's a chance Gunther drops it, you know, pre-Royal Rumble, I would say, okay. somewhere in the next six months, um, just just to get him on to maybe bigger and better things okay. with whoever has the the uh, heavyweight title at that time. Okay, we'll, so, talk, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I agree. This is going to be a good match. I know you're not a big fan of um, – Angela, the sword. No, no, the sword he's, has to go. He's leaning hev- more heavily into the plaid again. And, uh, again, I, he was on another podcast that I listened to on Friday, and he talked. Uh, uh, the host said he didn't wasn't a big fan of the sword. He discussed the sword with with Drew, and uh, Drew said like he got. He said he talked to his wife. You know, he said my wife helps me a lot with a lot of stuff, and you know, he said I I do think it got to the point where it was kind of silly where. Obviously, I'm not going to cut like cut anyone's head off with a sword. So, like, what's the point? And then he said, you know, I've tried to reduce it. So when I come out now, um, just for like a confrontation, I don't necessarily bring it. Mm-hmm. It's more just part of phase my it entrance. Out. Time to phase it out. Entrance. I say, I say, teach them how to ride a bike. 
get him out there in a hog, some leather. You got a whole new guy, right? And he he he's a good example, Len, of of what I don't want to see happen to LA Knight because Drew was red hot during yeah. the COVID era, the sure. Thunderdome era, and they just missed it. They yeah, he just, took a bad. Well, he had a bad break too because there wasn't a crowd there. Right. By the time it was back, it kind of had wore a little thin. So I yeah, I mean, I don't know that it was their fault on that one, but you're right. They missed the window for sure. Where you know, I think Drew. I'm not sure. I'm not going to go to the motorcycle. I'm not going to go the motorcycle leather this route. The, this is the this is the time to do it in the Motor City. Yeah, that's not the route that I would go. No, um, right. but I would do something different. I'm, I'm not, I won't say it now in case he gets randomly selected. I want to have it in my holster. Okay, about what we're okay, do. okay. But okay. I will say I'll go Gunther here in this match. I'm, I might I might rig the app. In a way that gives you magic, because I'm curious. I'm curious to to hear your thoughts on on how you would repackage you. Stay tuned for for that show coming up. We'll do that uh, after SummerSlam sometime when there's a little lull here. Uh, all right, we got Seth Rollins Finn Balor rematch of the first ever Universal uh, Championship match, where of course Finn Balor took it right. Uh, so it's kind of harkening back to that. Rollins has a world heavyweight championship now. Balor really wants it. I'm kind of up in the air who's going to win this match. Len, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go Finn here. I think this is the time to pull the trigger on this. Like you said, it's almost basically like seven years to the day. Not to the day, but seven years, you know, give or take, to when he won the first Universal title and then had to forfeit it. Rollins balked him on his way out there a little bit. I think this is the right time. The Judgment Day is red hot. Um, you use a little bit of chicanery, so it doesn't hurt Seth much. You get Finn the title, and then you get an opportunity to spin off from there where you go, you know, Damien has promised he won't cash in on Finn. He, so I would, what I would do is I would make, I would almost, I would certainly not have him cash in on Finn. No. And I would not have him cash in on Finn at all, but there would be moments where Finn's paranoid that he's going to cash in on him, but he doesn't. But then in a few, like, I wouldn't have Finn be a super long-term title holder, maybe three months, if that, maybe less, when holds the title for a little bit. And as soon as he loses to whoever it may be, uh, loses the title, I would then have Damien cash in on that person instantly at the, at the bell, as soon as the three count, take, win the belt right then off of whoever beats Finn. Damien wins the belt. He's the new world champ. And then he, they're still in the judgment day together, but now Finn, is not the champ, and he kept his word, but still he was obviously just waiting to take that belt. Now Finn has to try to support him as champion like he did him. That will lead to the eventual split where you get Finn, JD, Lyra Valkyrie. I'm just making that up now. But, Baron Corbin. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but that, anyway, that's honestly, that's what I would do yeah. in that situation. It's going to be a good match one yeah, way or the other. Great. It's going to be great. Rollins, Two of the best. Rollins is cooling off a little bit if you can ever say he's cooled well, off. Well, even like not even cooling off necessarily, but you need to, to have them have downs to have ups. Yeah, you know what I mean? You, you take the belt off them and then that much like um, – Bianca, who we're going to talk to here, you have to get the belt off him to like get him interesting again. You know, I mean, you can't just have him have True. the belt forever. I'm interested to see what the next iteration of Rollins may be. Sure. Uh, so let's move on from that. It's going to be a good match, no doubt. On to the women's championship, the triple threat: mm-hmm. Oscar, the title holder, versus Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. Uh, uh, man, I could see. I'm ready for a Bianca Hill turn. I really, really am, and I think she'd be dynamite at it. Um, as far as who win, wins this match, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Oscar retains in this one. Len, what's your thoughts on on this triple threat? Yeah, uh, same. I mean, I think they they kind of they tested the waters on a Bianca heel turn a little bit there about a month or two ago. It seems they didn't pull the trigger all the way, so I don't think they really want to pull the trigger all the way. But they wanted to give her a little more edge, where you're a little bit more. She's not heel; she's still a babyface, but she's not so happy go lucky, right? I mean, to me. I would love to see her turn heel, too. I would like to see her take her hair out of the braid. I would like to see her have just regular flowing hair and just be a badass, honestly. That's what I would like to see for a little bit. But I don't think we're going to see that because she's arguably the biggest star in the entire company when it comes to things outside of wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'll be surprised if they actually pull the trigger on that. Charlotte is Charlotte. I mean, she should be a heel at all times, but they always bring her back as a baby face. Now we're kind of in a mix. I think... The ultimate thing here, I agree with you, Asuka retains would be my prediction, but the what this match is really for is to set up Charlotte, Bianca, one-on-one at some point, whether it be payback, whether, you know, whatever it is. I think we've never seen Bianca, Charlotte, one-on-one. That's the match that want to come out of this. Meanwhile, you have EO and Bailey just kind of lurking on the side. Yep. So I could see a possible cash in here with EO coming out of SummerSlam one year after her return as champion, one year, you know, from SummerSlams when they returned last year, that Bailey could really take a victory lap, almost Christian esque if you've been watching uh uh you know AEW I haven't. where no, where it's not her title, but she's kind of claiming the title okay, because right, yeah. you know doesn't speak a lot of English. So Bailey's doing most of the talking our champion, our championship, her championship, my like misspeaking, saying my championship. Blah 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 blah. I can see that happening. Yeah. I'm not going to predict it, but I do. I will because I want to see a, a full fledged Oscar EO match. Is what I want to see. Uh, you know what? I'm getting a feeling, Len. It's going to be a failed caption attempt for EO because of Bailey, and that could be another way to look at that it. That could work as well, for sure. I, I, I just don't see a solid path forward for the women right now. Um, I, I mean, I think Oscar holding the belt is the right decision. Winning this is sure the belt, but again, with her. She's she's veered to heel and a little bit, little bit more dangerous. I want her to get more crazy, more dangerous, and maybe use the that top, hair more. The top women, yeah. Bianca and Charlotte, aren't necessarily the people I want Oscar with right now. I want her with some people she can beat handily. Right? I would like to see her win this belt and then beat some women more handily. Yeah. you know what I mean. Where she gets a little bit shine to show how special she yeah. is. Rather than like, oh, she's going against two women that they at least perceive above her. You know, most people do. So. I, I would have liked to see Bianca do what Shotzi's doing and cut her hair off. Like sure. this is that would have been more of a statement. Is look at if I'm cutting this thing off, I'm for real for Shotzi shaving her head for me. I love that. It's, it's good, yeah, that's and it's great. for her sister, so that's good. But it, it does make her more interesting. But all in all, the women. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just not seeing a solid path forward like we see on the men's side. But we'll see. There's lots, lots to happen here. All right. Before we get to the main event, we, there, and this is another, I believe we're billing four main events four for the show. That's about. Uh, we got, of course, the American Nightmare, the guy who needs to finish the story, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, I think we both think Cody's going to win this match. Yeah. This is going to be the end of this story, right? This is the rubber match. This is this is the third yeah. uh, of the series. And you got to think Cody takes the win here. And Brock 
Brock, who had a good Brock Lesnar-esque promo on Monday. Cody does his thing. With the documentary out, Cody's going to win this 1,000%. Cody has to win here. You have to finish this, this feud. You have to get them away from each other. Cody needs to win here and move on. Brock needs to lose here. Take a break, to be honest. And that's where we need to go with this whole situation. And then you get Cody on to what's next. And then um, What's next? Yeah, what's when? next? We don't know because there's lots of rumors out there in the dirts of a lot of impending returns on the dirts. Oh. Uh, there's no, I mean, I don't think there's do you any. Ca- do you care to shed some light from well, your yeah, time in the dirts? There's been heavy speculation that Randy Orton's on the verge of returning. Uh, but there's also been reports refuting that, so we don't know. And then the big one, of course, uh, is Bray Wyatt, uh, who has been talked mm. heavily about as potentially mm-hmm. next Cody Rhodes opponent. That's mm. been bandied about heavily mm. on the dirts. And mm. again, you know, you're obviously not a Bray guy. You're, you know, always, always immediately hating on anything mm. he does. I just, uh, what's the end game there? Bray loses again. They're not Cody's. Cody, I think, is still on a trajectory to take that title from Roman or so. He's going to get that belt someday. Oh, he's going to win the belt for sure. At some point, for sure. And you're right. He has to, he has to keep winning these feuds for sure. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he can't lose parts of the feud. You know what I mean? Right. So you can still. Have Bray return in an impactful way, beat him up. You can have Bray beat him the first time. You can have Bray beat him another time. You can then eventually have Cody topple him, but then Bray on to something else. Maybe somebody helps Cody that has an issue with Bray. Who knows? There's things you can do. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just I'm just reporting what's been what's, what's the, out there. What's in know? the dirts, right? Yeah, okay, no, yeah. I mean, okay. I think you know, I I I'm a Bray fan. Even in admitting that yes, a lot of stuff hasn't finished, hasn't ended strongly for sure. But there's a lot of talent there to do something with. I've been watching a lot, just randomly been seeing them on Twitter and on Instagram and stuff. A lot of old Bray Wyatt family that was vignettes. Good. That was awesome that one you sent me. Yeah. yeah, and how cool it was. And I've always thought that Bray Wyatt is the Bray Wyatt. I've always mm. thought that. I know they're not probably ever going to go straight back to that, <clears throat> but someone of a demented cult-like figure, even if he's not with anyone else, is the Bray Wyatt character mm-hmm. to me. There's a little bit, if you were to bring him back against Cody, you have some history there where you can talk a lot about family, about royal families because of the Rotunda name and how important Mike Rotunda has been in this business, Bray's dad, and Bray obviously named Wyndham after Barry Wyndham. So you can talk a lot about how Barry Wyndham and Mike Rotunda were major parts of the territory days, but we're always overshadowed by Dusty, by Flair. You know what I mean? So you can use something like that where Bray can do a good job weaving that in as like my, you know, my daddy, my uncle, whatever. They were never given the moment to be on top because of your dad. You know, stuff like oh, that you could do. Okay. Now, I don't know if they will or whatever, mm. but that's a that's a direction that would be interesting and and more real than what Bray's been doing. Right? Yeah. You know, more real. Yeah, I mean, we saw... I want to see something real for We Bray. saw real Bray, but the Uncle Howdy thing just constantly right. teased the, oh, the break on a... a but, insane but when it was yeah. just Bray in there uh, kind of 
nervous and twitchy. I like that. Yeah. I think you got to get real person yeah. Bray Wyatt. Okay. So that, that, I mean, I'm just saying. It's tough to fantasy book Bray Wyatt it right is. now. It's it very is. hard. It's, he's going in that randomizer, though. Oh, he's got to. Yeah, he's going in. I'm program, programming he's him go in, in as we speak. Uh, all Uncle Howdy merchandise on clearance on the shop, <laughs> yeah. by the way. So. I mean, Uncle Howdy is, is, I think, dead in the water now, unless they just bring Bray back as Uncle Howdy. And, you know what I'm saying? When they come back, you not, just Uncle not Howdy. with that merch on clearance. With like, that mask. You can get an Uncle Howdy hat. mask for like $12. Well, Black uh, yeah. bought one for Jay for like 85 so. Wow, that's... Yeah, it's concerning on multiple levels, Clack. Back in the back in the red hot Uncle Howdy days. <laughs> oh man! Okay, what, there was a brief moment there when him and Uncle Howdy were in the ring together. And they were both they both had Sister Abigail's. They were like a tag team for one part of SmackDown. And I was like, let's do this. Let's well, do this. He jumped never, off that thing yeah. and that just ruined it all. Never been seen, but it, he luckily his jump did catapult LA Knight. To I did. The did the megastar. That's, That's right. right. Uh, all right. So we're both. We're Cody's obviously going to win that match. I think. And again, check out that documentary if you haven't. Even though Len and I aren't the biggest fans, I think we both respect it's what a he good does. Watch. We both respect the the game. Sure. Uh, all right. The big one, Len. Travel combat. No rules. Anything goes. That's that's the gimmick of travel combat. Anything goes. So anything can happen here. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. I'm laying down the law right now. Reigns walks away again with another victory, probably with the help of Jimmy Uso. Getting back in the bloodline, betraying his brother Jay. They can go off and do their own thing where Jay can eventually get over on Jimmy in some way. And Reigns moves on to the next thing. I like that. Think? I like that prediction a lot. I, too, think that Roman will continue to hold the title here. Uh, and, you know, I've, there's been many times through this. And I still, even if he does win here, I'm still not convinced that Jay isn't the man that could potentially end this reign. I mean, I think Jay and him has been the story the whole time. However, I, I'm leaning your way. I think that Roman wins here. This will put an end to the Jay story. The Jimmy uh, helping him is interesting because then you could spin off Jimmy versus Jay, which would be very interesting. And then you have an opportunity to even potentially involve um solo in that and you get all three of them in something sure um you know i've long said i've said it on here i've said it other places i've long said the ultimate end is gonna i mean it has to be everything's gone roman loses everything all the people all the titles all the title of the tribal chief so he's alone in the ring after it's all said and done the usos solo Heyman, all have turned their back on him yes. and you know, that gives them an opportunity to go away, come back as a white hot baby face. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know if that's going to be uh, Cody. You know, I don't know if that's going to be, uh, you know, the aforementioned Dwayne, the rock John. It's it doesn't not. seem like it. Nope. But, it's Cody. Uh, it's Cody is, is the end of the story at WrestleMania 40. I, you know, and I, and I know people think that, and I just will say, I think to me, the bloodline story has been one of the greatest of all times. It's not the greatest story of all time. Probably the greatest story of all time in wrestling. If anything less than someone else inside that family beating Roman to beat to take the title to me is a, is a, is a mistake. I just don't think an outside person, other than I should, other than Seth Rollins, makes any sense to take the belt off of him. 
to me uh, that the whole thing is about family. I mean, the family is the whole center of this. That's why, I mean, I would even have Solo beat him if you, if you have to. Whatever. Uh-huh. Solo. I get that. But I do think you could easily do Seth because Seth is family in a different way. To oh. Do you know okay. what I mean? I, yeah. I, I respect that. Yeah. I still think the end of the road is Cody Rhodes. I think Cody will finish his story by beating Seth Rollins for the title Reigns currently holds, though, because that's the title Seth that Cody wants. That's the one his dad. Okay, that makes more sense. So I think Cody, the end of Cody's story, ultimately will be over Seth Rollins because mm. they have history now as well. But I think you got to get Rollins to get the belt off Roman, then Roman, or then Rollins to lose the belt to Cody at some point. Co- Cody is going to main event one of the two nights of WrestleMania, the birthplace of America, Len. Oh, Philadelphia, almost certainly, yeah. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know he's going over big, whether it's over Roman or Finn or somebody else. Yeah, I mean, there's no, almost no doubt he'll, he might not be the main event only because there might be a women's main event when I want. It's hard to say. There's things I like, but I think Cody will most certainly be there. Um, as much as we talk about how hot LA Knight is, Cody is still white hot in oh, that crowd. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. How, it's actually how unbelievable. How it, is. it is. That yeah. song, horrible. But people are so into it. They're singing the whole damn thing <laughs> now. Again, we talked about this. But, uh, yeah, Cody, they're, they're obviously, um, no pun intended, all in on him for sure in some way. But now you got really two belts that are, are kind of. Yeah, so you're not going to get Rhea on uh, SummerSlam defending her title, doesn't look like, as she is <clears> in, injured. Liv and and Raquel, both of her potential punts. Although I will say, Monday they they gave Raquel a good strong showing where she came in and actually woman handled Rhea for a good portion of that confrontation, which sets it up nicely for them as a as a match later. Not that I think Raquel's going to necessarily win because her character is not at the point where she would win that, but at least made it conceivable because she's big and strong as big and strong as Rhea. So that's interesting. I wouldn't be surprised they gave Rhea like the U S title or something like that someday. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. I wouldn't be shocked. I just don't. Didn't China have the IC title? China did have the IC title. Yeah. I don't think it's been there. Yeah. It's definitely not inconceivable. She manhandled. I'd like to see Rhea versus, uh, Rhea versus Gunther for the Intercontinental. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I'm into fun. that. Sure, it'd be fun. Yeah, fun. She manhandled uh, Wesley on she NXT. She so did. She did. woman handled. Sorry. Yeah, uh, that just doesn't sound right. Uh, that's a manhandle. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's SummerSlam, Len. It's going to be a good card. It's stacked, uh, stacked to the brim with uh, interesting matches here that could go either way. I, I think the only one I'm really convinced of is is. Cody over Brock. Yeah, that's the surest of things. Yeah, and even then, that wouldn't surprise me. If Brock, no. it seems like Brock might go away after this, right? I mean, if Vince can get out of that hospital bed, he might switch that to Brock and the win. Who knows? <laughs> He's out of that hospital bed already, pal. The greatest thing about Vince being like quasi involved or not involved, the best part about it all is, is anytime anything bad happens, it's one or of, something you don't like, yeah. you can just say it's Vince. It's, I like most of Vince's stuff, honestly. Yeah, but and like the Dirty Dom, like the big brother oh, that people were complaining about, you could just be like, oh, that's definitely Vince. Dirty Dom's fine. It's yeah, it's great. great. So is Big Bron- Bronson they're, Reed. They're both fine, for yeah. sure. But what I'm saying is if you're against them, you can just easily just say like, oh, that's 
Vince. You, yeah, it's a classic. You event. can't like wrestling and be against Vince McMahon. You just can't. Also, you're looking for reasons to be if angry. You don't if you think are. that Triple H is just Vince adjacent, then you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been, his under, been, he's been under Vince. It's his father-in-law. Yeah. Come on now. He's been under Vince his whole life. Yeah. And and he Pritchard, grew up at the same time. Like he likes the same stuff. Pritchard Hayes are still there. They're calling they're still big players. But Triple H has put his foot down, in my opinion, on the certain people that he wants more elevated, and it has worked. Well, in that Cody documentary, he comes back. The second person he, he sees other than Pritchard is Vince. Wasn't yeah. Vince supposedly out of the picture at that point in WrestleMania last year? Well, he was, yeah, he was, well, he was back then, but that was during the sale that weekend. So he was, cause remember he ran raw the night after. Okay. Okay. Well, what I'm saying, he's, he's there. At oh, he's time. involved for sure. They, yeah. Had but a, Triple H, they've never denied that he was involved. They, they searched, always said that he's involved on a, a larger scale. I read in the dirts, he got subpoenaed and, and search warranted, but no charges. No, sir. Teflon Vince, baby. All right, well, that's a lot of WWE, Len. Now starts our 30-second segment on AEW. What do you, what do you think of going on there? We're, Len oh. and I might make a trip, and Debo, I know you're listening. I uh, invited us to go to Collision. Len and I will be there, either front and center in the front row with free or $5 tickets the day <laughs> of, or at the very top in the tarps. Yeah. For the cheapest ticket we can get, yeah, um, that'll be our uh, probably one time we go to. I'll uh, say uh, co- about AEW, the story of AEW, two stories, all from Collision. Collision has been good, I will say it, that. Yes. And uh, eight, obviously MJF Cole versus FTR last Saturday, good match. FTR uh, retains, um, but no turn. You know, Cole and MJF still strong as friends. And then the other big story, of course, <laughs> is CM Punk. Bringing uh, the old AEW title out of the bag, bringing the X oh on it. God. He's the real champ, and oh I am Ugh. disgusted. He, uh, Just get out of here with this whole thing. Uh, Ricky Starks is so overblown. I can't even oh, believe how bad no, people think that guy's. Is. No, no, I mean, no, no, get no, out of here no, with him. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Uh, people say that LA Knight's a ripoff oh. of Stone Cold. I mean. Ricky Starks is such a ripoff of the Rock. It's ridiculous. Oh uh, yes, and it's like so cheap. He's nowhere near. <laughs> no, no. I'm, so not even. The, the same yeah, the atmosphere. whole like another belt. I mean, if you want to do another belt on Collision, then turn gross. it into another belt. It's on gross. Collision, you, the champ is there. Yeah, MJF is on Collision right. too. So what? And he has no interaction with CM Punk at all. I right. mean, I hope the hope out of all this at least is that. At all in, they do a unification. If they do a punk versus MJF at all in, that's what I would do. If they do that, then you're at least at least going back to one belt and let's get it done. I, I think you're going to see Cole and and uh, MJF at Wembley, either the turn or um, either a turn or the match. Well, they have all in and then all out one week later. Oh wow! So yeah, I think what you'll see is MJF. What I would do is MJF versus Punk for the unification title match. Cole turn on MJF at, in that match, cost MJF the title, and then you get MJF Cole at All Out a week later in some sort of stipulation mm-hmm. match. I don't think there's any play in there at all. I think what's happening, what you're seeing is is Punk telling people what he's gonna do. Yeah, probably with no plan. Is exactly he's. I think the biggest phony in the entire wrestling world. And I told Debo this, 
Debo was really pumping his tires. Oh, yeah. Debo's a uh, big guy. Uh, big, big I said, Debo, there's a reason Punk was on top of the game when wrestling was probably the least popular it's been in the last 25 years. And yeah. he's just, I'm not, I, I'm so over Punk. I'm so over everything about him. I think yeah. I just he's just phony. He went to New Jersey. He ragged on the Devils for getting eliminated in the first round. They didn't even get eliminated in the first <laughs> round. He's a fake hockey fan. He's just straight up. Just can't say there's no there's no there's no plan at all it's just him saying this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take this title out that i still have and you made it had to make another one because i took it home with me and i'm gonna spray paint this x and i'm gonna feud with all these other guys who supposedly i'm gonna try to get over but i'm gonna end up burying them anyways because that's who i am it was interesting that that happened though this week because then last night i watched um dark side of the ring and it was on bash the beach 2000 when uh Jarrett laid down for Hogan in the middle of the <laughs> ring when Russo was on ball. Oh, wow. And yeah. uh, let me tell you, that was all about Hogan's oh, yeah. creative control. control and yeah. that was great. That was a good episode because like, Bischoff's on there bashing Russo. Russo's on there bashing yeah. Bischoff. And Russo, you know, Bischoff's just saying they, they both came up with this plan. And it's like, you know, as soon as it happens, then Russo's like, that wasn't the plan. This was the plan. And this is the plan was always to get Booker T. And Hogan, like, sues him and everything. It's, that's a nuts story. How the egos there are out of control. But Hogan was the master. He's the original CM. Oh, yeah. Master just doing whatever he wants <laughs> yeah. for himself. Oh, for sure. I can't believe they had him in that Cody documentary. Like, he even knows <laughs> the damn thing about Cody. This is all about bro, taking, betting on yourself. Betting on brother. yourself, brother. Okay. The one, yeah. okay. Yeah, you bet on yourself, Hogan. That probably wasn't that interview probably wasn't even about cody it was probably about him <laughs> probably was. and they just snipped it out and put it in that cody document it's exactly what happened i uh, guarantee that's what happened with the hulkster that's definitely possible because everything the hulkster just says is false everything yeah well you know you got to have a massive ego too to be too successful in this game as well so the hulkster is an all-time grifter for sure <laughs> all right len uh i think that just about does it for us anything else you want to add before we get off here uh, i think i think we covered it most of it yeah. all right well we'll be back here in a week or two to recap the aftermath of the hottest show of the summer summer slam in the motor city and then you'll see us back either for that episode or the episode after uh to do our little randomizer our, our repackaging and gimmick. we're gonna have our nfl season picks pretty oh soon. yeah that's Mike. coming up too that's we're coming up too double dip in here wrestling's you. better than football make it sure is. to check out speaking of which make sure you check out our pals over to funk house they're dropping all kind of mocks and rankings oh, and great everything. shows i've been listening to very good shows funk house check it out a lot of episodes out there every position and uh we'll talk football and wrestling yep. as always do check out naps check out burger daddy Thanks for joining us, everybody. Champs are out of here. Ouch.